You're listening to the Horror Game and Friends Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Horror Cave and Friends Podcast. Now, today, this is the episode you have all been waiting for. We're kind of mushing two things into one. I'm going to be briefly uh, talking to you guys about my Halloween Kills test screen experience all the way back from January of 2020. And then we're getting into the pie, Jesse. We're cutting into that pie. Once again, as you guys know, I'm here with my awesome co-host, Jesse. We can't wait to talk about this. We can't wait to deep dive into what we liked, what we disliked, just every little nitty bitty detail of the movie that you guys have seen. If you haven't seen it, don't listen to this. Pause this. Go buy your ticket. Go watch it or go watch it on Peacock because this is going to have spoilers. So if you get spoiled for something in the movie on this podcast, don't come yelling at me. I'm putting out that notification to you guys right now. Pause this. Thank you. Come back after you watch the movie so that we're all on the same page here. Because this movie, you guys got to experience it for yourselves. You know, I can't tell you that you're going to like it. I can't tell you that you're going to hate it. You know, you just got to you got to watch it and then you feel however you feel. Thank you. And like Chad said, guys, um, please don't come to me and Chad talking about, oh, we spoiled your Halloween. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We already gave you information. Chad has already told you guys, pause this. This is not the podcast you need to be listening to, guys. So please, if you don't want any spoilers, don't pause this. this Come back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So kicking things off, um, the one thing I might also do a YouTube video on this separately, or maybe I'll just cut this down and put it on YouTube because everybody has been picking my brain, asking me what happened at this test screening. Who was there? You know, all that stuff. And finally, I could talk about it because the movie's been out now for, I think, about maybe like a week and a half now because it's been out since the 15th or. Yes, it's been out. Yeah, since roughly, yeah. So, yeah. So it's like the middle of last week that it came out. And then so, yeah. So finally, I can tell you guys exactly what happened. And you guys, I have I'm going to tell you guys the whole story, the time I got there and everything. And then the ending of this, you guys are going to laugh because you guys are going to be like, no freaking way. But I, I got a whole. We got the whole spiel here. So starting out um, now, Jesse, feel free to ask me any questions because Jesse knows a little bit about it, but I didn't want to tell him anything because I wanted him to experience Halloween kills for what it was and what it is. And um, starting off the bat, I remember when I heard about it, my friends sent me tickets about it. Now it was through a company called one iota. If nobody is familiar with that one iota, that's the place you get tickets for places like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Um, mm-hmm. What's that other show? James Corden, the late night show with him, the British guy. Yeah. So, you, you know, you get tickets like that okay. or Conan O'Brien, Ellen DeGeneres, all that kind of stuff. And they also do uh, movie premieres and test screenings. Now, what's crazy is this company actually messed up big time. And what I mean by that is when they put out the whole thing for Halloween Kills, they yeah. you're not they're not supposed to put the actual name of the movie on the tickets. Um, if you guys didn't know the name Ooh. of the movie during filming was called, I believe, Mob Rules or the Mob Rules. And that's kind of like they use that. So when they're filming out in places, say, South Carolina, where they film some of the movie, um, they mm-hmm. put that so that they don't have like crazy crowds around when they're filming or anything like that. And um, so I knew already that was the filming name. And I was like, OK. I was like, I know they finished filming because you saw all the behind the scenes stuff from the 78 flashbacks. People were posting everything. Yes. Now, 
they posted it. I put tickets up because I was like, you know what? I might get the tickets. I might not. And they were free. So I was like, you know what? Might as well. It doesn't hurt to try. Sure as shit. Me and my friends got tickets to this. So we left very early from where we live. Uh, the screening was over in Los Angeles at the Regal LA Live Cinema. Uh, we got mm-hmm. there maybe, gosh, like five hours before showtime because I had a feeling this thing was going to be packed. Lucky we got there in that time because literally there was maybe about like six groups of people in front of us. Now, it wasn't yeah. like big groups, maybe, gosh, I mean, every group varied, maybe like two people, three people, four or five in each group or whatever. But there was, you know, a good number of people. And every single person, I kid you not, Jesse, every single person in that line in front of us had Michael Myers gear. Some dude came in there like with pajamas. They had T-shirts, <laughs> Myers hats, the, dude, everything. <laughs> you, it was like an entire road down the street of Los Angeles of just orange, black, and white. I, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and what I'm about no, to tell it's... you guys, you guys are going to be probably like, what the F? So I don't remember exactly what time the movie started. I want to say, um, gosh, you know, it's funny is I'm actually looking at my ticket right now, but I, okay. So it was seven 30 was start time. And uh, I'll tell you guys why I still have my ticket. But um, also when I went there, I printed out my ticket um, and, and brought a Sharpie in hopes to get autographs. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm like looking at my ticket. But uh, <laughs> so we're getting ready. This guy is going down the row. And um, he's pulling people out of line saying, oh, sorry, we can't accommodate you. You need to leave. And me and my friend were all like, what the, you know, what the hell? Why, why are they kicking people out of line? Especially people ahead of us, people yeah. that were closer to getting into that theater than we were because we were waiting outside. And um, I'm guessing it was some agent or somebody from Blumhouse, okay, was going yeah. down every single person in line. If you had any, and I mean any, anything that said Halloween, Anything that had Michael Myers, Lori, any, anything, mm-hmm. they kicked you out of line. I kid you not. I went there with oh. a Halloween 2018 t-shirt and they kicked me out of line. Now, you're probably wondering, oh. you got kicked out of line, how'd you see the test screening? Well, since I waited five hours, I'm not going to wait five hours just to waste my time. That ain't happening. So what I did, luckily mm-hmm. my friend had a flannel on, shout out to the boy Hunter, HSJ911 on uh, Instagram, had to, you know, tag your mouth. But... He gave me his flannel because he had an undershirt. I turned this Halloween 2018 shirt backwards and I wore that flannel like a cape and I rocked that shit. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I I, I rocked that Superman (laughs) cape. I will tell you that. (laughs) Nice. And I got back in line uh, because they kicked me out and we kind of waited off to the side, but still next to the line. And I got back in line because I told the people behind us, hey, we waited here for a long time. And they're like, oh, yeah, go back in line, go back in line. And they still got in the test screen, too. But um. They they went back down and the lady who was a freaking jerk, by the way, I, I, I don't know what her name was, but she came back down the row and mm-hmm. she didn't say anything. She didn't see anything. Halloween. It looked like I had a black shirt on with a red Superman cape. I looked badass fly as fuck. And I was still <laughs> in line and she gave us these like little papers like they were kind of rolled up. Um, and I was just like, what the heck? And then they were passing out pens and they said, OK, you need to sign this. And what we had to sign was the NDA. Now, if you guys don't know what an NDA is, that is where you sign a contract, whatever it's, whether it's TV, movies, even actors that work on movies, you can't talk about the movie. Like you can't spoil it saying, hey, this person dies, that person jumps off a bridge, uh, you know, this guy, whatever. So we sign those and then you turn them in. And then what was crazy is they take a picture of you holding your ID. 
And um, they take a pic. They took a picture of every single person that was allowed to stay in line, obviously without the Michael Myers gear. And yeah. um, so we were after that. We were waiting about like maybe ten more minutes, and then finally we got led into the theater. Now this theater, I was thinking, oh, it's probably gonna have like a hundred seats. No, this theater was literally at the most, and this isn't even a lot, guys. If you guys have been in a movie theater, I actually work at one. Uh, I'm not gonna say which one because uh, I don't want to get beat up, but. I work at a theater and I think at the like the most minimum is maybe like 50 seats. And that sounds like a lot. But when you actually go in and you see it, you got to remember the top row is a smaller number than the front row. And they, they vary in every theater. But this theater had to at least be 30 or less seats. And it was super it felt crammed, very small. Yeah. And so we get into the theater, you know, they check us. We didn't bring our phones because we didn't know how these things worked, And it was the first time we ever went to any of these type of events. Um, mm-hmm. for that being like Halloween kills. So we got in, got our seats. Um, we sat at the very top row and they had a lot of seats reserved for people. And there was a seat right next to me and it said reserved J dot B. And okay. I looked at my friend Hunter and I was like, Hey, I was all like J B. I was like, why does that sound familiar? And he's all like, I don't fucking know. He's like, I, I don't care about horror movies. I'm just here to like watch a movie. I was like, I, I, well, I know that. But I was thinking, like, who the hell is JB? And then I was like, wait a minute. I was like, this movie is produced by Blumhouse. It has to be Jason Blum. It has to be. So we're sitting okay. down. And uh, this one guy, I don't know who he was. Maybe he worked for the company or maybe it's his job. He was kind of saying, hello, everyone. Welcome to the theater. Um, you guys are here to see a test screening for the movie Mob Rules, which is actually Halloween Kills. I already knew that. But um, as he was saying that, um, somebody from Blumhouse gave him something. I don't know what it was. And they ran it up and they plugged it in. I'm, I'm guessing maybe like, I don't know what it was. Don't quote me on this. Maybe like a USB or something that had the yeah. movie. They, they went, they went up to the top, plugged it in, did their thing. So we were waiting for a little bit and sure as shit, Jason Blum walks up the steps, sits right next to me. And I'm already freaking out as it is. I'm just like, Holy shit. Like, this is crazy. Like I'm sitting right next to Jason Blum. This is awesome. So I looked at him and he looked at me. And once you make eye contact, you can't just like look off. Cause like, I, I just looked into this dude's face. Like this is already awkward as shit. Like I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So I was like, Oh, hello, sir. Nice to meet you. Huge fan of your work. Blah, blah, blah. Like love the Blumhouse movies. He's like, Oh, thank you very much. Super cool guy. Very, very cool. I didn't want a fanboy because I don't want to get kicked out of the theater. Yeah. So um, right after that, we watched the movie to its entirety from start to finish, which was amazing. It didn't have the soundtrack that you guys heard in the release that's, you know, out everywhere, obviously. And it also mm-hmm. didn't have um, the effects. So, for example, like when the firefighter, like, like I said, again, spoilers, when the firefighter gets buzzsawed in the face of the saw, that blood that yeah. he's squirting out wasn't even there. So a lot Whoa. of the stuff wasn't there. Obviously, the practical effects, like when um, the old woman and her husband, when she gets stabbed in the neck, the light bulb, obviously, yes. that showed the blood because that's, you know, that's a practical effect, which means like a blood tube. Or Sandra. I think that was yes. Sandra that got her. That's yes. right. That's right. I liked you, Sandra. Oh, I did, too. She, I thought she was awesome. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so they had the practical effects, obviously, because those were the ones that Christopher Nelson, shout out to an amazing makeup artist. Um, those are the oh. ones that he, him and his team put together. But in terms of like CGI effects and stuff like that, a lot of those weren't fully flushed out. Um, but they let us know that before, you know, we watched it. So we watched it. Um, and then right after the movie, 
they did a focus group. Now, um, if you guys have never been to a test screening, the focus group um, is basically they ask you, what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Is there anything you would want to change about it? And mm -hmm. um, I was, you know, I was actually playing stupid and me and my friend decided to stay at the top. And um, everybody was walking out of the theater that wasn't part of the focus group. And I was like, you know what? Screw it, dude. I was like, how often? We already saw the movie. What are they going to tell us? Might as well stay, yeah. you know? Screw it. So we stayed at the top. And out of all freaking people, Ryan Turek, okay, one of the producers, walks down to the guy hosting the focus group. And he points right to us, pointing up at the, at the seats where me and my friend were sitting. And I was mm -hmm. just like, oh, crap. He's going he's gonna to kick us out. And so the guy, really nice guy, by the way, he walks up and he's like, hey, guys, he's all like, we're about to do the focus group. Um, he's all like, he's like, that's the end of our showing. Uh, you know, thank you for coming. And I was like, OK, for sure. And what was weird is he kind of walked out with us and then he was talking to security. And I was walking out with uh, with my friend Hunter and we were, I was just like, ah, oh, damn, like I wish I could have stayed in there and everything. And then the guy, he's like, hey, excuse me. He's like, can you come back real quick? And I was just like, oh, yeah, what's up? He's like, we need one more person. He's all like, um, would you be interested? And I looked at my friend because I don't want him to wait. And he's like, dude, he's like, go like this, this is like your <laughs> franchise. Go, go, go to the, the focus group. And I was like, OK, so I'm super excited. I walk in and it's all the executives. Everybody's in business suits. OK, I felt like I was mm -hmm. getting grilled on Shark Tank or some shit. I walk <laughs> in and there was some of the people that were part of the test room that are in the focus group. And then on the right side, all the way up is just people in suits. So I was like, oh, shit. So mm -hmm. I sit down, they asked you, what'd you like about it? I told them, and then what I disliked, the only thing that I told them that I disliked, and we'll get into it obviously when we do our review right after this, but um, I said like, I didn't like how this happened. I don't like how his mask was off for a long period of time, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But they're like, okay. And then um, right after that, the director, David Gordon Green, I kid you not, I guess he was in the seats the entire time watching the movie along with us. Um, mm -hmm. and I didn't know that because I didn't see him because right when they started, it was dark and some people were still walking in. So, yeah. um, somebody was talking and then I heard someone talk and he's like, Oh, what did you like about my movie? And at first I when I heard my movie. So I look like when everybody's like looking forward to the guy in front of them, I look back. Sure. As shit. David Gordon Green's like standing behind me. And I was just like, Oh, my stomach sunk to my ass. I was just like, Oh, <laughs> like, Holy cow. Like this is, this is it. And then um, right after that focus group, everybody got up. They started walking out of the theater and David Gordon Green started walking out of the theater. And I told my friend Hunter, crap, I should have got his autograph. But I was like, I was too shy. I was, you know, I didn't, I don't know. So he, he's like, give me your ticket. And I was like, okay. So I gave him my ticket and I gave him my Sharpie. He runs all the way up to David Gordon Green because David Gordon Green was walking with somebody. And he said, hey, uh, my friend's a huge fan. He's like, he would love for you to sign his ticket. And David Gordon Green, super cool dude, signed it. And when I saw him holding the Sharpie, like about to start signing, I ran over there and I was like, oh, thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate it. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then by the time oh. also, by the time oh. the movie started, I turned my shirt back around because I didn't give a shit. I was like, fuck this. I'm already in. So <laughs> and then he's all like, I really like your shirt. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And he signed my ticket and we went about, you know, we went off on our day. Now, this is the funniest thing. Now, obviously, I... I would count Jason Blum as a celebrity encounter. Um, Period. Yeah, as well as David Gordon Green. Um, if you guys don't know who David Period. Gordon Green is, he directed Halloween 2018, Pineapple Express, a bunch of oh. other movies, a bunch of movies, including Halloween Kills, obviously. But um, right after that, uh, we, me and my friend Hunter, we went to, um, gosh, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. I want to say 
gosh, this might be wrong. I believe it was called the Pantry in Los Angeles, kind of close by Staples Center. I could be wrong on that, but it was a breakfast restaurant. Um, and we walked in there eating our dinner. And then we hear a bunch of cheering like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And we're like, what the heck? Now, uh, remember this. At that time in January 2020, that is right. Um, I believe it was a couple of days after Kobe Bryant passed away. Oh, and man. so a lot of people were cheering. And there was a game going on that night. A lot of people were cheering and everything, walking on Lakers jerseys, fans, all that stuff. And then we hear someone screaming, honking their horns at the intersection. And I was like, what the heck? And sure as shit, guys. We, I looked to my right, and who walked into the restaurant was Danny Trejo. And I was just, oh, I was just like, what? Man. I, I was just like, uh, he came in there with like a, a fedora, a leather jacket, and like probably his family or something. And he walks in, and I'm like, and we were about to leave because we were already like kind of finished eating and everything. And mm-hmm. I get up to go pay, and I looked at him, and I, and he looks at me, and I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, like nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I wish I had my phone to get a picture, but. You know, I couldn't because I didn't have my phone on me, but that yeah. was a really cool way to end the night. And um, it was also really cool. You know, I got my ticket signed and everything, but I got to meet Danny Trejo at a later time, um, probably about a year <laughs> after that. I met him a couple months ago at uh, Trejo Tacos, which is really cool. I got oh, my Rob Zombie man. poster, uh, my Rob Zombie Halloween poster signed by him. Super, super, super cool, dude. Don't now, forget, guys, he's El Machete. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically, you know, my testing experience. Kind of crazy how they were kicking people out and everything. But um, that's honestly the most of it. You know, there wasn't anything else that was crazy. I mean, it was a super fun night. Uh, being able to see Halloween kills before a lot of people um what, what really like cracked me up the most was how all these people obviously i already knew what happens in the movie and all these people on youtube i'm not going to name channels because i love a lot of these channels but they were saying oh this is going to happen this might happen in the movie this blah 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 and i'm just thinking to myself you're right this person's wrong that person's right this per-, you know because I, yeah. I knew already knew what happened and I did hear before release, I want to say about a month or two ago, that they changed the ending. Uh, That was the big rumor. And they did with a little sliver. Now, some of you guys might have heard this. Mm -hmm. Like I said, again, if if you're still listening to this and you still haven't seen the movie, click off and come back. But uh, because this is a spoiler. At the end of the movie, Karen dies, obviously, at the hands of Michael. We all know that if you've seen the movie. But in the test screening um, ending, I heard this is actually going to be on the Blu-ray. Uh, the director said that it was, so hopefully you guys get to see it too. What happens is um, Lori calls Karen from the hospital, and obviously Karen's dead, and her phone is buzzing in her pocket, and it pans the camera back to Lori with the phone up to her face, and she's like waiting, and all she hears is Michael's breathing, because Michael picked up Karen's phone, and all she hears is like the... Like Just you know, like his, the nineteen seventy eight first approach. Oh, exactly. Now, Lori, obviously, if Michael's answering your kid's phone, I'm gonna assume the worst. So I'm pretty sure she knew at that point. Hey, Karen's dead. And she's all, and what she said was, Michael, I'm coming for you. And she just drops the phone and she walks out of the hospital like a badass with a knife. Now, you can actually still see 
the part where Lori's walking out with a knife. If you guys seen the trailer, I am actually yeah. very shocked they put that in the trailer without, you know, putting it in the movie. I was really shocked about that. And uh, oh, that was man. the only thing. And a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers that I like were saying, oh, I'm glad they kept the ending that they did. Personally, in my opinion, I felt they should have kept the one from the test screening because not only is it better, in my opinion, it, mm-hmm. I felt that it gets you hyped and pumped for the next movie because it's like, holy crap, Thank they're, they're going to fight again. Yes. Like in this movie, it almost felt like Lori took a little intermission and a break, which is understandable. She got stabbed in the gut. I didn't want it to focus on her really because um, I wanted to know more about the people of Haddonfield. And yeah. we got that, thankfully. But we did. I just felt that after we got all that and the very ending, it should have stayed the same where she calls Karen and she knows Karen's dead and, you know, it's going to get crazy. I now, didn't really think that Karen was dead, dude, because I had to watch it over and over again. I was like, nah, right. this is just this is just like like somebody having a flash, uh, a, a nightmare flash or some right. shit. That's what I but thought as well. After that, you really like she's dead, dude. Like he yeah. really he got her, bro. He I, stabbed the crap out of her. I I I'm still I'm still shocked. I'm still puzzled. Oh yeah. Now I feel like I, I've been talking for a long time, and now Jesse, I want I want you to get your thoughts and opinions out now. Now this is the part, guys, where we are going to be nitpicking every single little itty bitty thing that we liked, every single thing that we didn't like. This is this is the cheese, the cheese on the pizza. We just, you just got the bread, you got a little bit of the sauce, but now we're just about to smother this thing in cheese. So you know, Jesse, I want to hear salt bay style. So this is how we're going to do it. Um, let's talk about the things that we liked. And then we can, after that, if we both, you know, give our opinions, then we could talk about the stuff we didn't like. Sounds good. Sounds good to me, man. All right, man. Now I want, I want to hear what you liked about the movie from <laughs> no, no particular order, you know, just shoot yeah. off whatever, you know, you prefer or whatever. All right. Well, guys, you got to obviously, um, you know, hear Chad's story about the test screening. I had no idea that Jason Blum was around. I had no idea that David <laughs> Gordon Green. Um, dude, it's just, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's crazy. And right. is this, is it really, it, what's his name, his full name? Uh, who, the director or? Uh, David Gordon. Is that his David Gordon name? Green, yeah. Okay, so I said it right, guys. I, yeah, I was yeah. just making sure. But, and he got to meet Danny Trejo. So it's like, oh, my God. It's and that was just by coincidence, which was insane. And I, it was the coolest thing ever. So, <laughs> all right, guys. The reason why it took us a minute to come out with um, this podcast is because um, if you guys want me to be honest, I uh, I didn't see the movie. And Chad was waiting on me to see the movie so we could, you know, have more of an understanding with this right. podcast and we could have more, you know, talk. We wanted to make this episode for you guys because of as, as important as it was for us, we both yeah. felt it's important for you guys, for us to give you our, you know, our opinion after seeing it a couple of times, mm-hmm. but we thought we disliked his on the first time viewing there's things that I remember obviously from the test screening and then seeing it again, uh, shout out again to my boy, my co-host Jesse for letting me borrow his Peacock account. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, seeing it again, I remembered some things. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, I didn't remember that. You know, seeing it again almost felt refreshing. And then mm-hmm. watching it for a third time in theaters because I had to see a Halloween Kills movie or a Halloween movie for that matter in theaters. Uh, once again, just because why not? 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really got to see it for everything and really nitpick the little things. And I, I didn't want to go in this movie nitpicking it, obviously, the second time I saw it. Um, but the third time I was thinking, you know, podcast and I was like, okay, these are the things that I wish would change, yada, yada, yada. But it's mm-hmm. just small things, you know, uh, for me, the most part, I, I enjoy the movie. I, I really did. And I know a lot of people didn't, um, which I understand, you know, everybody's to their own opinion. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see what Jesse, because we haven't talked to each other really about our dislikes and likes. So I'm, I'm really curious to see oh. what you got, Jesse. All right, guys. So um, starting off with the things that I did like about the movie, man, um, to give you guys a story, um, I then bought my Peacock account maybe around October 4th. So I made sure I had the premium. I made sure that I was ready for this movie because, I mean, guys, we've been waiting for this movie. I've been waiting for this movie. Me and Chad have been waiting for this movie. Regardless if he's seen the test screening, he said when he got to see it, on Peacock, it was like watching it for the first time again. So right. it was, it was a, it, okay, guys, it was a fucking blast. I'm oh, talking yeah. about a roller coaster of brutalness and blood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude, I'm talking about, I've never in my life ever will call Michael Myers an asshole. But in this movie, Michael Myers was a fucking asshole. Huh. Like, here's the thing, man. How do you kill Sandra? How do you stab Sandra in the neck with a light bulb and then take her man and stab him with, oh, let's, okay, this knife looks nice. Wham! This knife looks nice. Wham! <laughs> and do you just gonna do it in front of her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, exactly. that's just cold-blooded. And the most coldest, bloodiest kill in the movie to me? <clears throat> oh, yeah. It almost felt like Cameron, Michael was just testing which knife cut through flesh much better. Cameron, I'm I'm sorry, dude. I really didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I appreciate your your your. You know, you tried to fix your mistakes of what you did in 2018, dude. And I was rooting for you and Allison. And then when I saw what Michael did to you, bro. Oh man! And then on top of that, Michael knew that Allison's leg was broken. She couldn't really do nothing to save her boyfriend. Right. So when he walked down the stairs, he looked right at her and then turned his head to Cameron, and then said, "Oh, okay, all right." Like, how do you? How do you? Yep, that <sighs> was, was brutal. It was brutal, man. It was just fucking brutal. Michael had no sympathy. He had no fucks given he whatsoever. He killed a kid. He, he killed every he did not give two crap. He murdered the kid with the skull mask. He murdered he, and he would have got those other two kids if they just would have sat there thinking, oh, he's playing hide and go see. No, yep. he's playing hide and go kill. Oh yeah. So, dude, this movie had me, this movie had me with mixed emotions, bro. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I am gonna say is the 2018, when I saw that in the movie theaters. That movie had me on the edge of the seat. And the reason why it had me on the edge of the seat when Michael Myers and Lori was in the house with each other after 40 years, because let's remember, we're forgetting all sequels. So it felt like it was a new, fresh start. This movie, um, I'm not going to say that I was on the edge of my bed because I couldn't go to the movie theater, guys. Um, I wasn't on the edge of my bed, but I was in my bed, confused, confused. 
distraught, uh, agitated, because we also got to see what Haddonfield has been going through for the last 40 years. And let's not forget that we brought back Sheriff Brackett. Right. Well, he's not a sheriff anymore. Or he's security a, guard Brackett, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, security guard. But that man, that man delivered some, he delivered some juice in this movie for me because when that man uh, said, when that man, what he said, he said, he's turning, he's turning us all into monsters. Yep. That, that got me. And then when he said that he, his daughter, uh, daughter was killed and he, he just, he did something to her body. He had to, and when he said that, that hit me. And then the last thing he said was, it's, it's, uh, it's Halloween, Mike, where everybody's entitled for one good scared. I was like, oh. Yep. This Which is the same line that he says to uh, Annie and Lori, Lori. in Halloween 1. Mm-hmm. You guys need to peep game. This movie was the shit. And let me tell you guys. Oh, yeah. The uh, one killing that I can say that like brought me some that's two killings that kind of like brought me some trouble, man. I didn't like to see Marion. Um, I didn't like to see Marion get it, dude, because it was oh, like, oh man, like the way that killing went. Like she couldn't even, she didn't even try to crawl out the window. Like he, she leaned right into her death and got stabbed up, bro. Yeah. Oh, and um, and let's just say this: I didn't like how the nurse actually got her killing as well. I didn't expect that shit to happen, bro. Mm-hmm. Michael kicked the fucking door with the gun. And I knew, I knew that, I knew that, I knew that was going to like, I mean, I didn't know that was going to happen, but I know for a fact she was going to pull that trigger because right. she was ready to shoot it at Michael. So he kicked it just in the nick of, nick of time to shoot herself, bro. Yeah. And for the, uh, those of you guys that think, oh, that was such a cheesy kill. How would she shoot herself with a pistol? If you guys no. didn't know that pistol specifically, it's called a Desert Eagle. And that thing, they call it a hand cannon for a reason. That thing is so powerful. Like, that thing can, like, you could probably shoot it with both hands and it might even fly out of your hands if you don't hold it right. That thing is a strong firearm. So when I saw that, I mean, I laughed. I'm not going to lie. When I when I saw that third watch again, I laughed my ass off when she shot herself because I thought that was really funny. But Man, um, that was cold-blooded for me, bro. Though. It's realistic. She was hardcore. She was hardcore than a motherfucker, man. I think she went hard, man. I liked that her attitude because Mm -hmm. she was like, I could tell, like, I don't know if I'm wrong, but she was raised with, uh, she was raised around some hood people because (laughs) when, (laughs) when, when the, uh, the doctor, AKA, he was actually a nurse because the thing about it is they flipped it. What they did was the couple flipped their scripts on Halloween. So the nurse is actually a doctor and the husband is actually a nurse. Right. In Haddonfield. So the thing about it is like, wow, bro. Like her attitude was just dope, man. And then he didn't know what to do with the gun. She knew what to do with that gun, though. Right. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, man, the movie is dynamite. You know, we had, I was on Facebook and I saw a lot of people bashing the movie talking about um rob zombies uh one was better rob zombies two was better yeah they went there chad i got some more for you they took it that far they went there they said that uh tommy doyle was very annoying i dies tonight okay you know what's funny is i (laughs) 
<laughs> that's actually one of my dislikes in the movie. I will we'll get to that and we'll get to why. But um, yeah, you know, I I was shocked when I saw all the people saying, "Oh, this is this movie was straight garbage. I didn't like it." They're giving but, it six out of ten, Chad. That, that's what I've been seeing. A lot of six out of tens. And I can't say that I'm annoyed because I'm just like, why would they not like it? I actually can understand why they wouldn't. Um, and that's oh, one of my give me that reason. So for me, you know, I'm just going to go in, right into my dislikes. Um, Let's for go. me, the one thing that I didn't like, this isn't just the only thing I'm going to be list, like just listing them at random. The one thing I really didn't like was the movie transitions. Now, what I mean by that is second time, first time watch, I wasn't thinking of anything. I, w- I was going in there just to enjoy a Halloween movie. I wasn't going in there to see, oh, this, that, whatever. I didn't like this. No, I went in there enjoying and I came out of it very happy. And I, I still have the same. I feel the same way besides things I didn't like. You know, I still enjoyed the movie and I, I'm still going to buy it on Blu-ray probably six, ten times, whatever. But <laughs> um, the one thing I didn't really like was the movie transitions. And what I mean by that is I didn't like how it kept cutting from hospital to Lori to mob to this to that. It just felt like a lot of copy and paste almost. And the editing to me was a little wonky. But that still didn't yeah. take away, you know, my score that I gave the movie or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I didn't really care for, I liked Tom, I liked Anthony Michael Hall. He's a great, fantastic actor. However, the character of Tommy, he did mm-hmm. good in the very beginning. And towards the middle and towards the end, I was kind of getting annoyed when he kept saying evil dice tonight. Now, obviously, I understand that's the saying they say in the movie. I get it. If he says it one, two times, whatever. But the way he was saying it, it felt really weird and cheesy to me because when he was riling everybody up, it was almost like a comedy spoof at times because he's like evil dice tonight. And then everybody's like, yeah, and then just, <laughs> and I just, I, I couldn't get behind that really. I, I thought that was kind of weird. All right. And uh, the All other right. thing, the big thing that I really, really did not like about this movie. Um, it's kind of a tie for two things. Um, but the main thing is how they mistaken that. I don't remember his name. The inmate that they're chasing in the movie with the umbrella. Um, yeah. His name was Mr. Something, I think. I did not like that one bit. It I knew it was a lot of filler and I understood that, mm-hmm. but it almost felt at times that that was the main focus instead of Michael Myers. Now mm-hmm. I kind of thought that was stupid and cheesy. I understand horror movies are cheesy. That's why we all love them, but that just didn't feel right with me, especially mm-hmm. with when the Myers, when my, everybody got off that bus, you know, and the thing I could have sworn they had a list when they showed it on the news in the movie, like a picture of Michael Myers's face. And they even showed it at the bar, the bar in Halloween kills. If yeah. you look closely, they showed a picture of that inmate with the long hair who they chased the most of the movie. And then right after that, they show a picture of Michael Myers. Like you're telling that me you're going to get stuck chasing a short fat dude instead of six foot tall, bald headed. I fucked up Michael Myers. I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, mm-hmm. the, to me, there was too many signs where in Haddonfield, the people showed kind of almost putting in people's faces like notifications. Oh, this happened. That happened. Oh, that's Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, people would know what Michael Myers looks like, especially with seeing it on the news, at least. 
but yes. that was that was kind of my big gripe i i didn't like uh, um how they followed that for a lot because for anybody that's a, a normal movie goer who's not a halloween fanatic like me or jesse they're gonna go in there and they're gonna be like why are they showing us so much of this guy where's michael myers yeah. you know what i mean they obviously they showed michael but it's yeah. all like why are they following this guy's story what what's the what's the importance of him and he didn't have any importance besides being mistaken for michael myers i mm. thought that was really stupid um my other thing that i did not like probably just as much was that they kept taking off michael's mask that is to me that's like a sacred thing i never mm-hmm. ever 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 want to see michael's face i don't want to see what he looks like mm-hmm. even though how they did it in the movie they like that scene where karen's shaking his mask trying to lure him out like a dog with a dog cookie yeah um <laughs> they blurred out his face where you can still it, it, they blurred it out but it's still enough to where you can see it you know and yeah. another thing um is that the this isn't and i'm not bashing the makeup artist or anything okay but mm-hmm. the makeup artist christopher nelson posted a lot of the work that he did and i understand that he has every right to post the work that he did for the movies but um this is gonna sound like i'm getting off topic but i'm not in pro wrestling i'm a huge pro wrestling fan there's this thing called kayfabe uh for example i'm pretty sure everybody knows who the undertaker is uh, yeah. what it means is you don't want to break character and for example, if the Undertaker is acting like a dead man and he breaks kayfabe, then he's going to be, you know, Mark, which which is his real name in real life. He's not going to be yeah. the dead man. He's not going to talk or walk like the dead man. And to me, when they take off Michael's, Michael's mask, it almost feels like they're breaking that kayfabe. They're taking away from the shape. And when they show pictures of behind the scenes, it's all like now whenever I see this, I'm thinking more James Jude Courtney than Michael almost a little bit. Um, yeah. and that's why I just feel like they should just keep that mask on him. You know, it never, ever show his face, whether it's blurred out or not, just keep it. Cause that's, that's Michael. When I, when I think of Michael Myers, face, I'm thinking of that mask. And I feel like that's the most yeah. important thing of all, you know, that's a very sacred thing that they need to keep on at all times. And the, the last two things for me that I didn't like about it. Um, was probably the scene, and this is the one thing I actually didn't like at the test screening because I remember this is when Officer Hawkins is talking about the when they arrested Michael, yeah, and when they hit Michael with a baton and he falls to the floor. Yeah, I hated that scene because I'm thinking to myself, okay, this guy just choked out a cop, and somebody was he was the cop was punching him as hard as he can in the ribs. And mm-hmm. all you hear is doof, doof, because Michael is a freaking monster. That that dude's a machine. He that's that's not gonna stop him. Okay, I yeah. mean, and then he gets hit with a baton. I don't know if it was like once or twice or whatever. And then he just falls down, and like knocked out. I'm just like, a baton's gonna stop you? Like what? That that I thought that was really stupid. But you know, I I didn't want to see that because I don't want to see the shape look weak i understand he takes damage i get that and that leads me into another thing right after this but i get he takes damage and all that stuff but he keeps trucking so you're gonna tell me that he gets hit once once with a baton and he's gonna fall and act like be unconscious i thought that was kind of silly um i think he gets hit with the baton twice i think he gets hit okay and his legs to fall down on his knees and then they hit him in his head Mm mm-hmm 
Because that's how they was able to take that mask off of him. But I see what you mean. Right. But, like, you know, even with that, like, I understand if that happens to a normal person. Yeah. If they get hit in the head, I mean, one, that's police abuse, but or Mm -hmm. police brutality for that matter. But uh, if they get hit in the head, I'm pretty sure that person is knocked out cold. But with somebody yeah. like Michael Myers, come on now. Nah, that's so. that shouldn't have no. And I, I wish they would have just kept it without saying how he got caught. Um, and they would have just not have shown that. The flashback that I though, the entire flashback I thought was very well done. The mask looked amazing. The shading on the mask was amazing. Everything about it was amazing. It really felt like you were watching a, a deleted scene or something from Halloween 1978. The Donald Pleasant. Oh, my gosh, dude. Dr. Loomis. And the craziest part is I thought it was CGI, but then I found out that it was prosthetics. That blew mm-hmm. my mind because it looked so freaking real. Um, That was absolutely insane. And I-, I thought that was, like, mind-blowing for me. The the man that did his voice as well. Did Michael kill again? Oh, yeah. That shit was crazy, man. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, and the crazy thing, uh, they found the right person <laughs> to play Hawkins. And if anybody wants to know, um, my favorite movie that that man has played in, that played the younger Hawkins, mm-hmm. he was in the movie Project X. And it was about, if you guys haven't seen Project X, Project X is about basically these uh, high school teenagers that want to have this bomb party. Oh, and that's right. Dude, the party went haywire. <laughs> like, oh my God. But anyway, I, I just noticed that. And he played a good Hawkins because if you look at the person that played the old Hops, Hawkins, Hawkins, and then the um, the actor that played him in his younger days, they did pretty good trying to get a, a, a lookalike, bro. They did pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. And but then you know what's actually here, really crazy that you say Project X? The actual house that had that party, because it happened in real life, it was in Pasadena, the same place where they filmed Halloween 1978. Same city. That's crazy. Which dude. is that, that, that's that's pretty crazy just to think about right now. But yeah, same exact see. city. Uh oh, okay. So yeah, guys. Um the my dislikes and okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. So my <laughs> dislikes. Now, when I saw the movie for the fourth time, like, I understand what Tommy was trying to do. He was trying to, and, okay, is, what's the, uh, the guy's real name? Anthony, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Okay, now, Anthony, man, you're, you're a good actor, dude. You know, you, you've been in a couple good, a couple movies that I like. Mm-hmm. Now, him trying to take on the portrayal of Tommy Doyle, like, he's not the real Tommy Doyle. Everybody knows that. Right. And um, he tried to take he tried to take on this character. He tried to do it his way. Now, the thing that I did not like was seeing him get killed. I didn't yeah. like that. I really didn't like that because I... F- now, Tommy probably did over-exaggerate a little bit. I can't lie. But... I believed him. I believed the force. I believed the power of him uh, when he said things like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, like this dude really, he ain't scared of Michael. He's trying to take this. He's trying to take this guy. He's down. So I didn't like, uh, I didn't like how he got killed too, man. Like he's dead. He can't, if they try to pull a Hawkins on Tommy Doyle, come on, bro. He got stabbed 
directly in his chest and then got his head splattered open. Like, there's no coming back. That's So I didn't like how we got to get our 1978 characters in this movie and then they get killed off so quickly. Right. Like, it just, it just happened so fast. I didn't expect Mary Marianne to get killed, dude. Like, I expected... I expected the people who have been suffering through this should have all teamed up with Lori, and that would have been the strongest team out of anybody. Bracket, all of them, bro. Right. And, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, by the way, but one thing, another thing that kind of bugged me is that none of these, I'm going to call them legacy characters. I think other people call them that, too. None Mm -hmm. of these legacy characters ever once had a moment with Lori Strode, which kind of pissed me off. Only Tommy. Exactly. And it was for a brief second. There wasn't like, oh my gosh, Tommy. It wasn't, it was just like a quick, okay, bye. It wasn't like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. Lindsay and Lori was in the same hospital, but we didn't even get no, you know? Right. And and that's the same thing with uh, Chief Brackett and Lori. You know, the only time that Chief Brackett was like, Lori. And then that was it. He didn't didn't go into a room and he's like, oh my gosh, you know, blah, blah, blah. None of that stuff. And uh, that's why it almost felt like a waste, but it didn't. Yeah. I, I was really 50-50 about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, oh. the beginning was good. The middle was, you know, all right. And the end, uh, the very end, because uh, there's one thing at the end I really loved, but the very end, the ending of the movie, I didn't care for. I, I thought they should have just kept that one from the test screening. What? But, you know. It is because, you know, I don't know. The ending for me, it kind of just felt like meh. And and I I feel like it it felt like that for a lot of people because a lot of people were saying that this movie felt more of a bridge to Halloween ends instead of a sequel. Now, you're probably thinking, obviously, it's a sequel. It's the second movie. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. But this felt like a lot of filler to me. And it felt it didn't really feel like a sequel. It didn't feel like we really got anywhere. Almost. It just felt like Michael was in the same. They left spot us playing people. You know, they left us. They left us. Uh, they left us uh, confused. They left us. Uh, right. it's, it's, it's a word that I'm looking for, Chad. They left us curious. They left us thinking right. like, OK, what, what the hell is going on here? Exactly. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that's a bad guy. I'm, that's a bad thing. I actually right. love because that's the whole point of movies. Exactly. Movies are meant to fuck with you. That is a movie. A, right. a movie that gets you emotionally, you know, involved or have you thinking, what the hell? Okay, yeah. So here's the thing, though. I didn't care for Karen, Karen at all, to be honest. If you guys want me to be honest, I've I've put it on my Instagram, and I said, would I be wrong if I said that? Now, Judy Greer, I'm the actor. <laughs> Man, Judy Greer is a good actor, dude. Seen her oh, yeah. in a good couple movies. So. Here's the thing. Karen, I didn't care for her character. I just felt like Karen wasn't so believable when it came to her husband's death. Now, they did show um, one scene where she closed the blinds and had a breakdown moment to herself, but felt as in her husband's death, she was kind of like meh about it. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. She was kind of like he'll she was like, eh, all right, life goes on. So exactly that I Allison was I taking more you know way. heat for it than she oh, yeah. was. 
And I thought that was really weird. Allison's really weird. You know, Allison's tragedy about that. They showed it because like in the car, when Lonnie was talking about it, she broke down and that's understandable. I get that. And then she had to, she had to snap out of it to get back into the mode of don't go in the fine mic. Right. And like she wiped her tears and everything. That was perfect. But I totally agree in terms of Karen, dude, (laughs) She literally cried, washed her hands, and said, all right, fuck it. I'll find somebody else. Like, uh, what? Bro, I felt like Karen was ready to just move on with her life anyway. Exactly. exactly she was ready dude. to just... But here's the thing, dude. And while we're talking about um, that scene, but the funny part, the thing that makes me laugh about... Um, dang, I just lost the Chad. What was the scene we was just talking about? Crap. Are you talking about the... Um... The Lexi characters or the what was it? The hospital? See the hospital scene. Um yeah, so okay. So far as yeah, Kara's character, I felt like, you know, she was like, nah, like she, but the thing about it is like the whole thing when you said about her grabbing his mask and talking about. Uh, I heard what she said. She said she was an innocent victim, just like his sister. So if you guys want, if you want my opinion, she kind of foreshadowed her own destiny because she went exactly up to that same fucking room. Exactly. Got killed. Now, I didn't expect her to get killed. It shocked the hell out of me. I felt a little bit agitated because I felt, dang, Michael. So Michael has literally took her, 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 her daughter, dude. Yep. So... I was agitated. I didn't care for her character. You know what I'm saying? But for her to die like that and the way he stabbed, he stabbed her to death. She was dead, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, like the first time I saw it, I was like, she ain't dead. This is all, uh, this is all just somebody, they just toying with us, man. Yeah. But nah, dude, she, she's gone. And that's another thing that kind of annoyed me was when they killed her, um, I, I kind of wish it was more in like a heroic thing, if that makes sense. For example, mm-hmm. say that scene where she stabs Michael with a pitchfork and maybe Allison didn't break her leg and then she toys with Michael. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't yeah. want her to do that with the take off the mask. But if there was a way where she messed with him and Michael started chasing Allison. But mm-hmm. right before that, say like Karen was injured with a broken leg and then Michael just grabs her and holds her in front of Allison and like slices her throat or something. That would have been more meaningful <laughs> in terms of like having it like at least Karen put up a fight. And in this movie, she mm-hmm. did, but she, did. she didn't. Now, what I mean by that is when she stabbed Michael with the pitchfork, she literally stabbed him and stomped on his head. You're telling me the same guy who was trying to kill you in the previous movie, or for that matter, that night, mm-hmm. all you're going to do is stab him in the back with a pitchfork and stomp his head with your shoe? You really think that's going to I have to say him? something. Like, <laughs> I had to say guy. something about that scene, Chad. I'm so sorry. You're good. You're good. Okay. The, the, the pitchfork scene. Now, you have a point when you said that you think, you know, like, come on, that's all he's going to like really take a pitchfork in the back and you kick right. him in his head. But I am going to say that is one of the most intriguing scenes in that movie for me because not only did I not, I was, not only did I not know that Karen was going to stab him with a pitchfork. But when they stabbed him with the pitchfork, the music behind it. Yeah. Did you hear that? I Bro, did, yeah. I was sitting there like, it was like Karen to the rescue. It was like, it was like Karen getting some, 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 
some beef back with him and then right. stomped him in his dang face. Now, you have a point about what you said, but that, mm. that scene was dope. And one more thing. The thing I was talking about, what I couldn't remember earlier, guys, when I was like, dang, what was I talking about, guys? The scene that I was going to talk about is that um, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Now, the scene where Lonnie was talking about Allison's father and everything, the moment where she broke down and all that chat. Now, yeah. when Allison said, did you know my dad? And he was like, yeah, I know, Ron. He used to sell me peyote. Here's the funny thing. Because if you go back to 2018, he said, Ron asked, you know, Cameron, you know, about his father. And he was like, yeah, I know your dad. He used to sell me peyote. (laughs) I thought that was, I thought that was like hilarious. I thought that was like one of the most like intriguing moments for Ron's memory. You know what I'm saying? Because I actually liked it, his character. He was one of those cool-ass fathers, dude. I would have loved to have a, a, a father like him, dude. He was one of them, you know, uh, cheesy, corny dads. You know, he wanted to stay. He still wanted to be in sync. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's exactly. all I wanted to say, Chad. Oh, man. Oh. oh, and Sandra, we do love you. Sandra, I think you are freaking dope if you ever get to listen to this podcast i didn't like your death it wasn't justified to me man that was just cold but <laughs> the one thing that i liked about sandra is she said you better not say nothing about lori she'll fuck you up <laughs> it's so true though you know but what's funny is like the one thing kind of going back to the karen thing you would think the same guy that you thought you killed when that whole house burned down got out and he killed more people, which you knew about. And then you're going to stab him in the back with a pitchfork, which is understandable to get him off your daughter. And then you're going to stomp on his head when he's on the stairs. You're not going to keep stabbing him with that pitchfork to end him. You're just going to let him get up and just do his thing. You should have just dug it all up in his back. Yeah. Like just, uh, uh, if you would have grabbed him, just kept stabbing it. That would have been understandable. But you know, you know what she should have did guys. Mm-hmm. She should have stabbed him. Like Jeepers Creepers, too. When the father got his son taken away by Jeepers Creepers, and when he finally got to be face-to-face with Jeepers Creepers, I think he at least stabbed that thing about 20-something times. Yep. Should have did that to Michael. Oh, yeah. I agree 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, then, that also God. goes into, like, the other thing, Definitely. too, is when... Um, you know, that scene where uh, the whole mob starts attacking Michael and he's on the floor and all that shit. And then that's also the other thing. I don't know if you guys remember or uh, you too, Jesse. I could have sworn this director said Michael is human. He's not supernatural. He said that before Mm -hmm. 2018 came out. And obviously in the other previous movies that aren't part of this timeline, he's supernatural as fuck. I mean, you can't stop him. Yeah, I understood that with 2018 and then with Halloween Kills, he got shot by somebody in the mob. He got stabbed up like nothing and he didn't keep bleeding. I mean, he just got he got jacked and he got stabbed in the back of the neck. Yeah. And then he got up and like it, it was like, an, like a little tickle, like somebody tickled him. And then it was that was it. I was just annoyed because the, the director said, no, he's human. You know, he's not going to have any of those supernatural abilities like he has in the previous <laughs> yeah, movies. Right. And then he does this. 
Now, obviously, I'm not going to hate he's supernatural. Michael because I understand that he's supernatural, but it's weird to me when the director says, you know, he's not going to be some supernatural crazy dude, whatever. He's human, you know, mm-hmm. because this is a whole new timeline. But then this comes out and it gets stabbed like multiple times, just like, dude. Yeah, he's like, in this movie. They're basically telling you guys that he's supernatural. They're throwing it all up in our face in this movie because Lori said it herself. He cannot be killed with brutal force. And the more he kills, the more he transcends. So he didn't kill a lot of people. He has a lot of fucking, uh, how could I put it? He has a lot of blood points. If this was DVD, that man has a lot of blood points. And it's going to take a minute for him to, yeah, they're just, it's making him more powerful. Like that mob trying to do that. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Throughout Michael Myers' history, throughout the Halloween franchise history, if there's anybody out there that knows for a fact that Halloween and Halloween and some of the Michael Myers uh, 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 stories and movies, man, he hasn't been known to play dead. Right. He will play you like a fucking fool, okay? This dude will play dead and act like he's really dead and may yep. have you thinking, oh, man, our job is done. Oh, man, let's go home and do our dinner. Next thing you know, you turn around, the goddamn man is gone. Yep. And he's standing behind you, stabbing the hell out of you, and you're looking at the knife uh, going in you, and you're sitting there wondering, oh, how the hell this happened? Dude, if you take your eyes off of him, you're done. Yep. You can't that. kill that man. He's supernatural. And, dude, even Hawkins said it in the freaking hospital, man. He said that that man is pure evil. He has... That, that even at six years old, he had a different type of supernatural force and power, dude. Yeah. So, <clears throat> okay, Michael's not supernatural. Okay. You know how many times he done got yeah. shot up? How many times he done got stabbed? Ugh, I rest my case, man. Exactly. And then, so, well, you know, we're actually just going to have to wait and see what that director says after about that. Because he's he stated, and I, I could have sworn he made it such a big deal. He's like, yeah, he's not going to be supernatural. I want to keep him human, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. <laughs> he's like, I, he says, I want to keep him human. But, like, he wanted to still keep the mystery and all that stuff. But he didn't want to make it to where he's, like, a fucking supernatural beast. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Hmm. But Halloween Kills comes, and look at the dude. He got, like, shot up and stabbed and burned and fingers blown off and did dude like nothing happened yeah nothing 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 at all and uh one more thing i'm gonna throw in there that i didn't like is uh um i didn't like how the second uh uh guy from the actual the mental patient that was being chased down by the mob who thought that he was michael myers like they didn't they did not listen for shit now here's the thing I remember seeing on Facebook that some some people didn't like that scene. They didn't understand it. They felt like they was just using that scene to uh, like uh, stall a little bit. But right. if you want my honest opinion, I, we saw that guy in the first 2018 movie. So seeing him in the second one and seeing his approach and everything and how he had a whole hospital coming to beat the living shit out of him, man. He chose to jump off of you know the window and kill himself i I felt so sorry for that guy dude because not only did he die in that uh movie but he's actually dead in real life i believe wait he died uh the the dude that played the mental patient that jumped out the hospital that's right 
he passed away recently or he passed away not too long ago. I'm not really sure when, but he did pass away. So for him to jump out that window for his character, it put me in a sad note because the dude was mental, but he didn't deserve that full mob coming to kill him because somebody got a mistaken identity and thinking he was Michael Myers. Come on, man. Right. And I'm sorry for the sheriff, the black guy, he was talking about what we going to do. Cancel Halloween. (laughs) Now look at him sitting on the stairs in the hospital hospital of Haddonfield looking puzzled because (laughs) he can't control the people. Yep. He thought it was a joke, Chad. Now look at him. Exactly. Exactly. This was, I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to leave it to you guys like this, guys. And I know I've been yapping, but this movie is about, they take their eyes off Lori. Yeah, it's not going to be focused on Lori. Sorry, guys. But they're putting the story in Haddonfield. They're going to show you the tragedy of what these people have been through and the anger and the monsters that they did become, man. Because Michael's whole plan was to go home. And now let's just say, if he would have went to that hospital, Michael would have got fucked up. That little mob that they had on that street wasn't shit. The mob that they needed was at that hospital, Chad, period. Michael would have, come on, he would have killed everybody at the hospital. Shit. But it's a crazy movie, guys. Exactly. You know, now now that, you know, just, just because we put out our dislikes in this movie, I don't want you guys to be like, oh, they, didn't, they sound like they didn't like it. No, I still enjoyed it. But I we did. love it. But we love know, it. Things obviously that me and Jesse, you know, would have rather have had it this way. But, hey, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I still think it was, you know, a good enough second installment for this trilogy. I'm really, really hoping they bring it for Halloween ends. You know, I really hope they bust their ass. I know they will to, you know satisfy the fans go the overboard inst- yeah <laughs> to satisfy the fans with the last installment for the trilogy obviously this isn't going to be the last time you see michael myers at least for this trilogy yes but you know damn well he makes money they like money they ain't gonna stop so well if you guys want a little bit of uh tea i have been on the internet where they're saying that uh jason blum actually wanted to do uh carry the torch of uh, leaving Michael alive and starting new stories. And I'm hearing that uh, Danielle Harris is um, they're talking about trying to get Danielle Harris to uh, come around and they're trying to get Lori to actually do Lori one more time, maybe for that story. But who knows? It's probably all just talk, talk, talk. You know, and if they do that, what I hope is obviously one i would be shocked as hell to have to see laurie strode or jamie lee curtis for that matter in a movie with daniel harris that would be absolutely insane but i want it to be a sequel to halloween five obviously four included but five was the last one with jamie lee uh or not sorry jamie um aka daniel harris but i don't want them to touch this freaking halloween trilogy anymore michael is what like 65 in this movie or 60 years old yeah, he's 60. You're still going to have him tacking people at 70 years old. I mean, he probably would, but shit. I mean, the, the mask <laughs> is going to go gray at that point, you know? It, it, it just feels like it's just going to be watered out way too much. They're going to so. have to basically take down a new leaf and go and, oh, yeah. you know, forget the tr- the trilogy of 
Halloween 2018 and just start all over again, basically. But that's what they do with horror movies. You know, sometimes they start all over and who knows, guys? Oh, yeah. That's why I just want a whole new a whole new start. I, I want something new. I want something fresh, new characters, new, you know, all that good stuff. But um, yes, yes, that's yeah, that's all I, I want. Hopefully that's what we get. But uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, yes, we have to. Only the future awaits, guys. Oh, oh, absolutely. Let's not forget. About Big John and Little John. <laughs> we cannot forget Big John and Little John. Absolutely not. I, I really okay. enjoyed the characters. A lot of now I, did I, too. I don't want to get all um into I guess politics. It's obviously it's not politics or whatever, but you guys know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were saying Michael Myers is homophobic for killing two gay men. First off, I thought that was a bunch of baloney. Michael, that was funny. Who you are, Michael doesn't care what you are. If you're in his way, he's gonna kill you. Period. And the directors did not make it and make their deaths in a way where it was just like, oh my god, that's why would they do that? Blah blah blah. No, 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 no. Yeah. First off, the way they died was brutal, but Michael did that to every single person in that movie. He did not give anybody no easy death. He didn't care who you are, what you were. He just <sighs> killed you in the worst way possible. And on top of that, one thing I loved about Halloween Kills is that that factor where Michael plays with his victims, where he displays them just like he did in 1978 with like that tombstone on top of mm-hmm. Annie. It was Annie, right? Not Landis. Yeah, Annie. Mm-hmm. Or was it? Yeah. And you know how he toyed with his victims and he did that in this movie, like with the nurse and uh, Marion Chambers. He, he hung her up in chains. He displayed it. And then one thing I thought was super messed up was that picture that they showed of Big John and Little John <laughs> at the park and Michael and then oh. Michael displays them like that. I was just like, dang, this dude does not care one bit. Like he's this, just he's doing his thing. Big John and little John, like, man, I think you guys were dope, man. Like for real. Like oh, the yeah. funny thing about it is Big John picked up the little knife, and then little John picked up the big knife. Yep. <laughs> See, and the thing about it is Big John really didn't deserve to get stabbed in his fucking armpit. I think that would be the most painful cool. thing ever. And then get your eyes gouged the fuck out. Oh, and let's not God. forget how little John knew exactly who the fuck that was in his house. Oh, yeah. When And like you said, bro, like you said, when he said, Michael, you've come home. Michael just turned to turned around and got him dude like michael just wanted to stare out his fucking window he could have just walked out of there and lived his life yep but he had to say something but yeah i just wanted to throw that in there we couldn't forget about you big john and little john rest in peace oh, man yeah. oh, <laughs> i'll rest my case <laughs> absolutely you know but overall uh, of this entire movie you know um because i feel like you know we really got our thoughts out and if there's anything this you uh jesse please let me know but you know this movie out of a 10 i would probably give it mm, let's see i would probably give it a seven a seven out of ten it wasn't a 10 out of 10 for me Mm -hmm. and i actually rank 2018 more a little more than this i give 2018 a nine out of ten true Um, true but I, I give 2018 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. 
far but. as Halloween kills, I give it. You guys want my honest answer? I'll give it eight out of ten. Okay. Because but regardless, I still love that movie. Still I love, love the movie. Kills. Oh yeah. Still love the movie. You know, it was brutal. It was. We went down a loop that we never actually been before with Michael. So right. You know, I say an eight out of ten is better than a six out of ten. Oh yeah. Because I've seen a lot of six out of tens when it comes to the rating for this movie. So I feel with an eight out of ten, eight is you know, it's fair. And eight is my favorite number, by the way, guys. So yeah, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I still enjoy the movie regardless. Um and I, I'm probably gonna watch it a thousand more times. But yeah, I would oh, probably, yes. yeah, definitely have to give it a seven out of ten. Twenty eighteen is still ranked higher for me. But just like with twenty eighteen, there was stuff I didn't like, and there was stuff I did like. And that's the same. That's just with every movie, you know. You either yeah. like it or you don't. There's some things that you wish would change, whatever. But hey, it is. Yeah. It is at the end of the day. I still think everybody, regardless, should go and still check out this movie though, because it was still good. Still. I mean, I, I think you'll enjoy it. Don't listen to Still what people go. say online saying, oh, it's crap. Make go to the movies and let yourself determine that. If you thought it yes. was crap, hey, you thought it was crap. You loved it, you loved it. Nobody if don't he, let anybody change your opinion or change the way you think you're gonna feel about the movie. Go and see it for yourself. Yeah. If you're a true Michael Myers fan, true Michael Myers fan, then you go and you see this movie, regardless what people are saying, regardless what you know, you have to have on the opinion of this movie. Right. I say still go and see it. Absolutely. And whether you like the story or not, just go see it for Michael. Might as well. Because Michael, oh, if if we, okay. I'm going to leave with this, guys, before we end this podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. Check this out. If we want to give Michael a rating for his killings, 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Absolutely. I'm talking about. how I kind of thought of it. I thought of it as if Kane Hodder put on the Michael Myers outfit. Obviously, Michael was played by James Jude Courtney, and James Jude Courtney did a fantastic job. But what I mean by that is if you don't know who Kane Hodder is, which I feel like everybody should, he played Jason in 7, 8, 9, and X. He was a monster, I feel, out of all the Jasons, um, you know, but he was a beast and you really saw the beast in Michael. It was brutal. It was badass. It was insane. It was gory, even more gory, very bloody. It was revealed. But it was His so beast was well done and it did not take anything away from that Myers mystique one bit. It was a very good, edgy, gory, crazy Michael that we have not seen before. A lot of people would argue with me, well, we saw in Rob Zombie. Well, this isn't Rob Zombie. I hate to break it to you, but this is the Michael that came from 78 and is older, even more pissed off because he's been locked up for 40 years. Oh, yeah. He just doesn't care who you are, and he's just going to kill you if you just look at him. <laughs> he Don't is a get in his way oh, at yeah. all. He is a monster. Mm-hmm. He's a beast, and he is not to be messed with for sure absolutely not i wouldn't now with that being said me and jesse both hope 
that you guys enjoyed our little uh, spiel on uh, Halloween Kills. And let us know what you guys think, you know. Yeah. Uh, you have us on social media, horror, the Horror Cave on Instagram and TikTok. Message us there. Or you can message uh, Jesse through his horror page and, you know, talk all things Halloween. Now, uh, we have some huge things planned for this podcast. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. Nope. Uh, we're keeping it zip tight. However, uh, I don't have an exact ETA of when it's going to happen because we still have to, you know, do the logistics, I guess you can call it. But mm-hmm. uh, I will tell you this uh, to all of our viewers out there. We will be having special guests uh, on this podcast. I don't know when. I don't know the time. for. You might even get two podcasts in a week, depending on how this works, because it yep. all depends on that person's schedule. Or persons, um, they're going to be different, you know, multiple podcasts. It's not just going to be all in one. But uh, we have some insane, crazy, unbelievable stuff coming your way very, very, very soon. And all I'm going to say for now is that it's somebody uh, that's really cool. And <laughs> you guys are, you guys are going to be in for a huge treat. So if you love horror movies, yes. you're going to. You're going to love this one. I, I don't want to yes. say any more because uh, we're going to announce it all over TikTok. We're going to put it on Instagram. Um, if we f- plan a date with that person for the podcast uh, recording, that prior podcast, um, we'll put out a little thing for you guys and when it's going to be. And mm-hmm. we'll, Don't worry. The details will be out very soon. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of actually getting a date that me, Jesse, and that person can do the podcast. Um you know, depending on their schedule, make sure it works with our schedule. Obviously, they're more important than us, but we got to make sure we're able to actually do the podcast with them, you know. So yeah. uh, stay tuned for that because that it's it's huge. Jesse is, I think, a little bit more excited than I am. I mean, obviously, I'm excited, too. But um, when I told I mean, Jesse I'm, about it, Jesse, he, he was like super, super happy at his job when he was messaging me. And it was pretty funny. So we're, we're, we're excited. We are hype, you know. Yeah, like you guys, you know how Quagmire gets, you know. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> exactly. That's now, how excited I got at work. Oh, yeah. And I want you guys to know that none of that, you know, would be possible without you guys, without you guys supporting this podcast. Um, none of it would be even happening without the listeners, you guys, the ones supporting us on Instagram, on TikTok listening to our clips on TikTok, supporting us through whatever streaming platform, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Your support means the world to us, and it helps us so, so, so much. And really we do. truly, truly appreciate it. And it means the world to us. So thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. We appreciate you 110%. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.